The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast, where today we radiate divine language with Karen Goodson, my friend who does numerology. Hi, Karen. Thanks for joining me today. Good morning, afternoon. How are you, Christy? (laughs) Doing great. I'm so happy to be in a new year. Last year sucked and hoping this year does not (laughs) So you are a numerologist, really, honestly, the only numerologist that I know. So when I thought about there's this- not a lot of us around, actually, it's a dying art, I think. But yeah, there's not a lot of us around. So yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I do. That is, I eat, drink and sleep numerology. How's that? Wow. How did you even know about numerology to get into it? And how did you get into it? <laughs> I'm a strange old fart, I guess. You know, I don't know. I'll try to watch my language, Christy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Usually I don't, but. For you pod- don't? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but on a podcast, yeah. I remember coming into my body as a baby, so I have been a metaphysician my whole life. Strange child sitting at the cemetery, talking to spirits, you know, getting lost in the woods with all these spirits and et cetera, et cetera. So always had a strange journey. Numerology side happened in during the harmonic conversion, 1987, and I was experiencing the health issue I'd had for over a couple of years, going to doctors for over a year and a half, a neurologist, test, 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 and the answer was, we think you have a brain tumor, get your house in order. And this is back in the 80s when they didn't have all the equipment we have today. They didn't know. I started losing my memory. I was having migraines in bed for five days out of seven, had to hang on to stuff to walk, serious health issues. My children would stand in front of me and I'd go, wow, those are some cute kids. I wonder who they belong to. So Mm -hmm. I had a dementia, if you will. And if you've ever been around someone with a dementia, a lot of times they'll do help me, help me, help me. And when you go, are you okay? What's going on? They go, no, I'm fine. You know, it's just kind of like this tick. My tick was counting. And I counted everything. How many men? How many women? How many squares in the ceiling? Everything. 
So it was kind of like my saving grace. I kind of felt like if I could still count, there was still a part of me there. If I could still count, I could find my way back to who I was. In the process, Spirit and I had a long talk. And I said, please let me see my baby grow up, my child that I was told I never could have. And so I started getting messages from my guides and Spirit on what to do to heal myself through what was going on in my body. Through the healing process, probably about uh, almost a year after I had started on that journey with spirit, my best friend and I came over and I was studying, so I'm a self-teacher, I was studying Hebrew and trying to teach myself Hebrew so I could study the numbers and the Kabbalah, et cetera, et cetera. She goes, you have got to go to this place. I went to this Colorado Psychic Institute and I met this numerologist. Well, I was pretty adamant. I mean, I was in my 30s by then, hands crossed, you know, I'm like, what do I need to learn from them? I mean, I'd been studying my whole life, everything you could think of metaphysically. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I'll pay for it. Come with me. So I go to this place and there's this, I walk in this tiny little storefront, like a bookstore. And in the back was this guy, huh, totally unimpressed, long, greasy hair, you know, cigarette hanging out of his mouth, yellow tablet and a pencil. And I thought, my arms crossed. I'm like, I'm not telling him nothing, right? I'm going to tell him my name, my birthday. That's all he's getting from me. And when I sat down and he started, I felt <laughs> exposed. <laughs> I felt seen, but I also felt validated that there were things in my soul contract, things that he saw that I agreed to come into in this lifetime. And I thought, wow, I got to learn how to do that. So I started studying that day, 1987, September, 1987. And I consider myself a lifelong student. So oh there's goodness. a lot to know. <laughs> wow. I did not know about your health issues that you had. You know, I've known you several years now, but I didn't know that. And did numerology help get you out of it? Oh, absolutely. It started answering a lot of my questions as far as, well, when I was a kid, I told you I was a strange child. I always mm -hmm. felt like there was, like God was talking to me. And I had visions, I messages with Michael and Gabriel and Jesus and just lots of messages, but I always felt there was this hidden code. So I, even as a child, I studied Morse code, Dewey Decimal System, anything that had numbers, anything that had any kind of codes, I felt like there was a language hidden there that I needed to understand. So it's always drawn me. And when I discovered the particular type of numerology I use, because there's a few different kinds, the oldest being Geomantra, which I know, but my passion is the Pythagorean method. It resonated with me and it almost talks musically to me. So it's like, I call it my mental Rubik's cube because I take the letters and the numbers and there's a tone and it kind of guides me through someone's chart and information starts pouring in. So yeah. That's how I do it. <laughs> it's amazing. Like there is such an order in numbers. Mathematics is its own, you know, it's like the language, but then it does tie in with colors and music. It's really the divine language of everything. There's nothing that isn't numbers, nothing, nothing, nothing that isn't numbers. And when I'm consulting with people, I look at, you know, someone may say, is this a good address for me to move my business to? Well, it depends on the type of business you have. 
You know, if you want a lot of people to come in, but your business address is a seven, which is sanctuary, go away, leave me alone. I want to be by myself in my cave. It's not a good number for you. So, you know, is this a good day to get married? Is this a, a good phone number, your address, your cell phone number, your social, everything tells a little piece of who you are. And it's like a magnet of energy, a magnetic energy that draws to you. You walk around as this big magnet of energy with your numbers. And it's like some people like that music and some people don't, right? That's why some people resonate with you and some don't. Oh my gosh. No, I never would have thought of that that way. Now, things like the address of a business or the address of my house, right? You know, I bought the house, I found a house that I loved, wanted to buy it. The price was right, but there was nothing I could do to change the number of the house. But there is. And okay. that's one of the things I'm actually working with some people on. Yeah, there is. So there is something you could do to change the energy of your home. Okay. I change mine almost every month. Now I have other people living in my home, so I have to be conscious of how it affects their particular numbers. So for example, mine, I changed my house's sanctuary. My house is a seven energy, but I'm working on my business. I'm working on my books. I'm working on a lot this year as we start in this year. So I changed the address to an eight because an eight energy is about goals achieved, success and money coming in and recognition and all of those kinds of things. Now it can get very exhausting for one of the people that lives in my house that wants some peace and calm. So periodically I'll change it to a one for more ideas, more decisiveness, or a six, which is about family, community, and being together as a family. So there's just different ways you can change the energy of your home. Yeah. So how can you change the number of your house? Well, I'm glad you asked. I know <laughs> it's something I'm working on. I kind of did a beta test. So this is Karen's opinion only. All right. So for example, without giving me your whole address, can you give me just the numbers on your address? Are you comfortable with that? Let me give you the numbers for my office. I can do that. Okay. So the numbers of your office, they're on the building, right? Right. Okay. So what are the numbers on the building? 8016. 8016. And then does your office itself have a number on it? 113. 113. Okay. So eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 30, 40, 15, six. So the building itself says we're all family here. We're connected. Okay. It's a connected kind of community. So the people that work together in that building kind of have similar modalities or they support each other. So it's not like there's some ambulance chasing person down the road. And then here's this beautiful energy worker. Okay. They all kind of are cohesive in your building, your particular office is a five energy that says, I want a lot of people coming in. It's a lot of communication, a lot of change. There's a lot of people coming through the door. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, it does. Okay. So if the 8016, if the six, which is about family, was on your home, and let's say you're a single lady and you want to have more, uh, let's say, interaction with the opposite sex, okay? Gentlemen <laughs> colors. If you want to have more gentlemen colors, you would want to change that six to a five. How do you do that? Yeah, how do you do that? It's all about adding. It's all adding, adding, adding. Six plus eight is 14. One plus four is five. So on the eight, okay, on the eight, on the address, uh -huh. the furthest part to the left, you would add a real tiny little eight. 
Mailman doesn't even have to see it. It energetically changes the math of the numbers and draws. So like if someone has the one, you know how the one has this little loop and then down at the furthest point out, you would put your little number to change that energy. That would change it to a lot of social activities. Let's just put it that way. Very Five is very sensual, very sensual number. That um, is if you so want... awesome because I have fives <laughs> in my address. Ah, well, yeah. add them up, reduce. So that's all you do is you add, reduce, add, reduce, and you see what the numbers are of your home and then see what do you want. One is very independent. So if you have, let's say you have a couple living together as in a one home, they're both very independent. So there's not a lot. There, it's like maybe both working from home or one's working from home. The other's a workaholic outside. They'll see each other, but not a whole lot. So they both kind of live separate lives under one roof. If you have a two home, it's a very sensitive home, but it does encourage relationship. It does encourage communication and relationship. Now that's fine and dandy, but it depends on the energy of the person living in that two home. Okay. If you've got a very strong go, 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 go getter person or a person that needs a lot of alone time, and then now they're in this very sensitive house and the person there is feeling the energy of that sensitivity, it can cause problems. So that's why I said kind of depends on the energy of each individual living under the roof of that magnetic energy it's pulling in. Threes, three homes are about fun, marketing, joy, entertaining. You want to network. A four home is really about work, work, work. You want to save money. You want to have your nose to the grindstone. A lot of people that work from home, it's a very practical, pragmatic kind of energy. So each of the numbers have a different thing. Nines, nine homes. I have a lot of friends. You and I have a, two mutual friends who seem to be very active in fairs who yeah. live in a nine home. Mm -hmm. Now, nine homes are great because nine is is a sanctuary. It is that humanitarian energy. The challenge in a nine home is it's hard to make quick decisions. You have to process yeah. and think about things and sometimes have to get outside of the home to meet and address quicker issues because it causes a slowing down kind of process. Does that make sense? It does. It does. <laughs> and knowing our mutual friends, <laughs> it does make sense. But you know, I want to go back to what you said about adding a little number on the address. Do you do this on the outside of your house? Do you do it when yes. you're writing? Okay, you do it on the outside of your house. On the outside of your house. So for example, most houses have, like my house, you've got walk up to the door, there's a mailbox to the right of the door, and the numbers are above the mailbox. So my first number of my house is a four. Okay, so this furthest out point to the left, when I'm looking at it, I put my little number. And then I go and I'll erase it and I'll change it. I use a Sharpie and then I'll use fingernail polish remover, take it off and put a different number on there. So I change it regularly to work with the energy that I'm needing that particular month. If I need quiet and peace, I just take all the numbers off because my house already is sanctuary. It basically says, go away. I don't want any visitors just popping in. I'm in my sanctuary, meditating, praying, processing. And so that seven energy keeps the busyness down. If you have a two house, man, people are stopping by all the time. So yeah, my house does have fives in it, but it sounds like the number that really counts is how you add them together. Is that correct? Yeah. Don't tell me your address, but just add all the numbers in your address together. Tell me what, and add and reduce. 
So if you add it and you get like 23, you're going to add the two to the three. So you add, reduce, right. add, reduce to get one number. Add that up and tell me what you get. That's seven. What's the so you have sanctuary. Yeah. You have sanctuary, which basically says you don't like people just dropping into your house. It is your sanctuary. It's where you work from. You want to keep a certain kind of energy there. Again, if you wanted to change that to a more active kind of social home, I would recommend changing the number. And again, you can always change it back. That's the cool thing. Let's change it back. Exactly. No, this is <laughs> mind blowing. I never knew we could do that. That's you can do a lot with numbers. <laughs> oh my, how does numerology work? How do these little glyphs on a piece of paper determine the energy? Ooh, I'll try not to go too far down that rabbit hole because I'm going to just put a little blurb out there. If anyone is ever interested in learning more, Greg Braden actually, you know, wrote a book called The God Code and he was on uh, YouTube. I actually deep dive that down that rabbit hole with George Noring, Greg Braden. He discovered a book that was one of the most ancient books that was written. He said, it's almost like you're watching God write the book of how to build a human. Okay. He started looking at Sanskrit, ancient Hebrew, before they took the sacred word God out of the text of Hebrew, Sanskrit, Aramaic, um, there is a correlation between the sacred letters and each of them represents a number. Now, they're not the Pythagorean one through nine, but each of them represent a number. And when you do the math, when he did the math on them, it literally, he analyzed DNA, our human DNA, and the numbers related to like carbon, nitrogen, all of those things relate to numbers, right? And it literally says, that's why I said, it says God eternal within the body. It is written in our body. There's nothing that's not numbers. Our, we're encoded. We resonate. I call it our radio wave and how we're written. So, you know, when I'm looking at someone's chart, simplistically, I look at your full date of birth and your full name at birth. And then if you have what I call an overlay, a changed name, but it starts building your radio wave. It starts building the layers that we see in identifying all those codes that are out there for anybody to look at. It sounds complicated, but it's really adding and reducing. In the ancient texts, they multiply. But again, it's a rabbit hole. You, somebody can go down if they want, check out those books. But it is for me, the language of the universe. There's nothing, nothing, nothing that is not a resonance that explains a connection you have with another person or why you don't like another person or why you ticked off another person. Okay. It is about the energy and the resonance of your numbers. Mm. I mean, all of this is so fascinating. And when you can take Something like the Fibonacci sequence where we're adding numbers in a certain way, and then we chart those numbers on a graph in the order that they are, then we get a, a certain form of spiral that is in everything. Everything. Seashells, pine cones, flower petals, zygotes, everything. Everything. It's amazing. Well, it's down to numbers. It's a resonance. It is a musical note. It is a tone. Okay, I'm going to get biblical for a minute, though. I'm spiritual. I'm not dogmatic, but in the beginning was the word. And when you speak a word, you're putting a tone out there, regardless of what that language is, you're going, it's like, oh, and all of a sudden there's this ripple in the cosmos, like throwing a pebble in the water and the ripples go out. And so that word creates universes. And that's what happened 
with the numbers. They speak a whole nother language. <laughs> How, you know, and, and I know it sounds complicated. It's not. People, probably the most common question I get, Christy, honestly, for your audience to keep it back to everyday reality is people go, why do I keep seeing repeat numbers? Oh, true. Okay. okay. I see repeat numbers all the time. Now, 99% of you, when you see a repeat number, they look it up and say, what is my angel number? And that is wonderful because it's just like all of us have to start somewhere. And the angel numbers are beautiful and they resonate. That being said, numbers are neutral. Okay. Numbers are not always happy, happy, joy, joy, and spirit is always with you. And the angels are always guiding you. It's not always telling you that. So when I'm looking at number sequences with customers, for example, someone may say, I see one, two, three all the time. Great. Let's break it down. One, make a decision. Two, it's about a relationship. One plus two is three. Something you have to communicate. One plus two plus three, three, four, five, six, something that's going to affect your family. You have a decision to make that's going to affect your relationship in your family. Okay. So it's like a language. It's like, you got to make it simple, break it down, not get overwhelmed with the bigness of it, but understand that we are always on. Our station is always on. And when you're willing to listen to those guidances and see them everywhere, you'll see numbers constantly. And yes, they are a little, you got this kind of thing sometimes, like finding a penny heads up, you know, people are like, yeah, okay. It's the universe going, whatever you were thinking, you got it. So think, remember what it is you were thinking when you saw those numbers, probably the biggest key. Yeah. Yeah, because people see these numbers all the time and then people have their own numbers that they see, you know, and our guides or spirits need to get us messages. And I mean, they speak a very different language than we do. So numbers, I can imagine, would be a fairly easy thing for them to arrange. Exactly. And they can't interfere without our permission. So when you say I'm willing to get a message, okay, again, it, you got to stop and think about what was I just thinking? What did I just ask? And for us, especially as females, it's a little harder because we have like 25,000 thoughts going through our head every second, right? We think so fast, you know, I got to go get milk and I got to get gas on my way home. And gee, I wonder if I should da 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 or take that new job and then off to Every day, you know, I got to buy paper, I got to buy toilet paper, you start thinking. When you thought that big thought, should I change careers? Is he the one? You know, those kinds of things. And you see a number. Rewind, stop. What was I thinking? Add those numbers up. Look at those numbers and find out what the energy of that root is. And it's answering your question. Yeah. Is there a resource that you like? Like if somebody doesn't know... Uh the numbers. Is there a place where they can go and look them up? Is there something that you can recommend? I don't want to take too much of your time, but I would like to ask you a few simple favors. First of all, please rate, review, and share this podcast wherever you're listening. You know, it sounds like a simple little thing and it is, but it has a huge impact for us because it helps other people find us in the podcasting algorithms. I don't know how it works, but I do know that it helps a lot. Next, if you would subscribe or follow wherever you're listening, whether that's YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you're listening, just hit subscribe or follow and that helps you and it helps us. 
It helps you because then you receive notifications when we have a new episode that's out. It helps us because again, algorithm, magic, I don't know what happens, but it helps. And then finally, you can support our podcast in a tangible way by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast, and then click on support the show. Now we have a new feature too. We are now on Patreon. You can find us on Patreon. You can also find the link to Patreon when you go to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast. So on Patreon for $3 a month or $5 a month, you can support your metaphysical and spiritual growth. You can learn about upcoming guests and you can get early and ad-free versions of the shows. So please support us. This podcast is free for you to listen, but we have costs and quite frankly, they come out of my pocket. So if you like this content, if you get a lot out of it, please see what you can do to give back. Thank you so much. There's so many things online right now. Honestly, one of my two of my favorite books. This one might be a little, you see all the tape on it. I use it. The Life You Were Born to Live by Dan Millman. Great book. He's kind of hard on you. I mean, he's not going to soft pedal it. If you know, if you got lessons to learn, you got lessons to learn. It's almost an offensive title. One of the best books for beginners by these two ladies. I don't know if you can see their names. Hey, Laggerquest and Lisa Leonard. I like this one for the simplicity And those who are only listening on audio, that is the complete idiot's guide to numerology. Correct. And it's easy to understand. It's spiritual. So they do go deep. There's some things in there that, in my experience, I don't necessarily agree with. But overall, 99.9%, I just love the book as a very good starting place, simplicity to try to look up your own numbers or your kids' numbers, your family's numbers, things like that. And then they can read my books when they come out. (laughs) (laughs) So you're working on a book on numerology couple books. I'm working on a fun book. Let's call it a sarcastic fun book because I give characterization to each of the numbers. So for example, I call fours Eeyore. I think I lost my tail because they're very pragmatic. They see what doesn't work before they see what does work. You know, I call fives Doug, like the cartoon up because it's like squirrel. Okay. They get distracted real easy. And it's taming your dragon because there's certain combinations of numbers one and an eight, for example, in a chart, I call it dragon energy. I'm a dragon. So I know this energy very well. So that's a fun little book I'm writing. The other book that I did start on, I've started writing, I haven't started typing, is Parenting by the Numbers. Because each number parents differently. And so, for example, if your birth path is a seven and you have a two child two children or twos in general are very sensitive but a seven parent needs to be very cognizant that their two child needs a lot of reassurance they are the helpers they are the ones that want to you know look mommy what i did can i help you i want to do that can i help you can i help you if their child's a one they're very independent let them do things on their own so there's just some differences in parenting if a one child has a six helicopter mom Okay, the one child is going to be very frustrated because they are very independent. They have to touch the stove. They have to try it themselves. Okay, they have to walk their journey. So in the thousands of charts I've done over the years and counseling so many 20 and 30 year olds that sit in front of me going, "Ah, my parents or my dad or my mom or, you know, 
talking about the languages, looking up the numbers, seeing the combinations, a story's kind of evolved in how we all parent differently and what our different needs are as numbers when we're growing up. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that can help in relationships too, I would imagine. And even- Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do a lot of compatibility stuff. Right. Because you got to know if your partner is an independent person, that's very useful information. Or if they are very security oriented, or if they're very work oriented, those are good things to know. Yeah. I just did. I did a reading recently. I won't get into the intimate details of it, but one individual was a very strong one, eight work, 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 go, go, go. I show you how I love you by how hard I work for you. The partner was an 11, two, which is the most sensitive number there is this master number and very sensitive and very much wants to hear the words and wants to be in the relationship. But the one eight was so strong, wasn't allowing the male counterpart to really do or be at home, the interaction was clunky. And so my suggestion was, this person was pagan. I said, let him set up a ceremony. Let him set up the fire. Let him organize it. Let him, he's a master number, a spiritual messenger. Let him shine. You shine all the time. Your light's so bright that he doesn't know how to be standing in that big power. So we have those kinds of conversations to bring more balance into those communications. Yeah, I love that. Now, I do want to turn around to the current year that we're in, 2024. Yes, 2024. I've been hearing a lot of things about 2024. What's your take? Well, the first thing you're going to hear is that eight is about karma. Think of the eight as the infinity sign standing on its end, right? So it's about what it's going to bring in. And in numerology, we consider the eight reaping the benefits or consequences of what you've put out the last eight or nine years. So when an eight universal year, okay, when I say universal year, it's 2024 adds to an eight. No matter what your particular birth path is, you are going to be influenced by this karmetic big energy. So do you want me to go through the one through nine or? Let's do that. Yeah. All right. So if someone is in a one personal year and how you get to that just briefly is you add your month of birth, your day of birth to the year you've had your last birthday. Most of us haven't had a birthday yet. So for example, I'm March. So I'd add March 23rd to 2023. Okay, to get my current personal year. And it won't change until my next birthday. In numerology, our personal year goes birthday to birthday, not January to December. So you take someone who's in a one personal year. One years are about new beginnings, action, putting your ideas into play. Now you add this big eight karmic energy over it. You got that dragon energy, the one eight combination. And those added together is also a nine. So there's things that a one personal year person has to wrap up and let go of before they can step into the power the eights bringing, the recognition, the goals, the money. There's other things that are, they have to let go of before they could step into that. A two energy, someone who's in a two personal year, which is about relationships. And usually in a two year, things run kind of slow. They don't move as fast as you want them to. Now, what's the karma going to bring? It's going to bring a lot of relationships across your path that you still have to clean up. It is a year where you have to work on forgiveness so that you can move through it. 
the eight two together is a one. So there's some decisions you have to make. Who do I still want to have in my life? Who is enhancing my life? Who's the good relationships to be in? The three, which is a fun year, a fun three years about joy and let's go network and let's have a good time and be very social, okay? So if we're in a three year in that eight energy, it is really about enhancing your business. What do you want to do to grow your business? Because eight and three together is what? It's 11, right? Spiritual messenger energies there. Pull spirit in. It is a higher consciousness time. Are you in a you three don't year? Take, no, you don't take 11 and reduce it to two? Anytime a master number shows up, you don't reduce it. Oh. Okay. In a personal year, you still would, but I still look at the numbers behind the numbers for me. Okay. Okay. That's kind of what I do. For simplicity, yeah, you just keep reducing it. So, for example, I know your birth month and day. We haven't gotten to the year you're in right now. So right. maybe we'll talk about that off camera. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So the four. A four, someone that's in a four personal year. Four years are work, work, work. It's like what you do in a four year impacts the next three if you save well, if you work hard, then your next birthday, your five year, which should be fun, will be if you saved right. If you didn't save right, you move because you have to, because you can't afford it anymore, instead of moving because you found a bigger, better place. So a four year is really key for the next three years. Having that eight influence, four and eight is about You'll be thinking about, do I want to start a business? How do I want to grow what I'm doing in my career? Do I want to get a promotion? So it's that kind of energy that's coming in. And it's going to be about networking, which have a, kind of a hard time networking, but that influence of the eight and four together is going to be saying, reach out to other people. There's some other people that you need to meet to help you grow your business. A five-year, you can be a lot of fun. If you saved well in your four year, right? And five years about change, changing your job, changing where you live, changing your relationship, traveling, having fun. Again, if you saved well in a four year, you're going to have a really good time. If you didn't, you're going to change jobs because they close. You're going to move because you can't afford it. You can't go to Disneyland, you know, so it's that kind of an impact. Well, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 4. So the two together really tells that fun, free, spirited year. Have fun, but don't overspend. Do watch your money because it has a four influence, which is about security. Let's see, 8, 4, 5, 6. So a six year, a six year is about beauty. A six year, depending on your other numbers, can be a very lucky number, but it is about family needing more of your time. It is a year where you're called into service to help. Take care of grandma. Maybe a neighbor's car broke down. You got to take them to the doctors. You know, it's that kind of an energy. The eight karma, though, says together, eight, six, 14, five, you're going to have a good time. Even though you're being in service, maybe you're volunteering someplace you never volunteered before and you're having a blast doing it and you're meeting people. So it's that very service oriented and receiving back from all you've given in the past. A seven year is what I call in the cave. In our epicycle, in the nine year block of time, the universe goes, okay, Christy, your six year, you were really busy taking care of people and your eight year coming up is going to be all about goals and work and workaholic. So I'm going to give you a year off. I'm going to give you a year where I want you to focus on you spiritually, mentally. I want you to slow down. 
I want you to rest. I want you just to kind of take it easy a little bit and take a class. And it's so important in a seven year, if you do not, then three, six, nine, by nine months after your birthday, Cosmic two by four can knock you in the booty, put you in bed and go, okay, got time to watch that movie now? Got time to read that book now? So the universe will make it happen. Now, when we add that eight influence, okay, so 15, six, it's saying rest, go within, but there's some family elements there, some beauty elements. Perhaps you need to beautify your office or your home. Do you need it to be the right energy? Maybe you need to add flowers, change the color. Your environment needs to be beautified. Sanctuary needs to be beautified with that eight energy influence. Eight, I do have some clients that are having an eight personal year with the big universal eight influence, and they are going to be so busy. <laughs> you know, just ask your partner for forgiveness. They're not going to see you a whole lot. <laughs> you're going to be working, working, working. You're going to get that promotion. You're going to be traveling. You're going to start your business. You're going to probably have all these things going on because an eight year, if you put the work in, okay, and especially if you're a business owner, but if you've put the work in and you're reaping the benefits karmatically, you're going to receive promotion, raise, more money, success. If you have not put the money in, the time in for your business, then eight and eight, 16, seven, it brings a karmetic 16 big karmetic influence that says you're going to be more indifferent. You're going to take a step back. You're going to go within and you're going to go, I can start this business. So if you put the work in, the karma is good. If you haven't put the work in and you're an eight in an eight year it can be a rougher year, honestly. Let's talk about a nine year. Yeah. <laughs> a nine year is not 12 months long. A nine year reaches its little fingers into our eight year, about three months. So a nine year is about 15 to 16 months long. And so even without the 2024 influence, what happens when you personally are in an eight year, nine months, sometimes six months, six to nine months after your birthday in an eight year, you feel uncomfortable in your skin. It's kind of like you go, you know, I love the people I'm working with. I love what I do. I love my job. I make good money, but I think I'm done. It's a sense of endings. It's a sense of closure. And that's what that nine influence is. Nine's about endings, letting go, release. People, places, things that no longer serve your highest good. So it is this feeling that you need to clean out your closets, downsize, finish projects. And it's that kind of a big energy. Now, that being in a karmic eight year, eight and eight, 16, 17, eight. So, you know, it's like a triple eight. It is basically saying, let go of those things that are blocking you from your good because your next birthday is going to bring new beginnings. You want to finish loose ends. Don't take anything old or unfinished into your one year of new beginnings because it's going to be hanging around and you're going to be tripping over it for another nine years. Yet the nine year influence in this big 2024 energy we have says, wrap it up. If you have a relationship, you're questioning, maybe it's time to let it go. If it's meant to be, it'll come back to you. If it's a job that you're miserable at, maybe it's time to step away. You know, it's looking at those energies. It is that huge for a nine, that eight influence for you. What do you want to let go of and wrap up? Because there's things blocking you from your biggest, greatest good that'll be coming at your next birthday. So it sounds like the personal year really is very different from the collective year, like 2024 collectively is this eight 
year. We can have our individual number years as well. Correct. The 2024 is like an umbrella energy that influences every single person on this planet. And then our personal year is ours individually, but Mm -hmm. together they have an influence. Right. So, I mean, it's very much like astrology in that way that there can be a kind of a global report. You know, I do this every month with Mary Jane Stodeman, our astrologer. Every month, this is like the astrology for everybody. Your astrology is going to be different. Yes, exactly. Numerology is a sister to astrology. You can't do astrology or tarot without numbers. Matter of fact, when I look at an astrology chart, I look at the numbers. I'm looking at what number is that house? How many degrees of Venus? Is it 16 degrees and Venus? Oh my, that's a karmic debt. And I start going down the numbers rabbit hole and look at the degrees there because you can't do astrology without numbers. I mean, I can see where you could get lost and in the weeds with all of the numbers. Yeah. That's why I said I go down my rabbit hole sometimes. Oh my gosh. So collectively, we're all going through like mass karma. Is that what's going on? Collectively, we're reaping what we have put out for the last eight to nine years. Oh man. For good or or ill. So, you know, look at what you've put out. Forgive yourself if it's been icky stuff, because that's one of the key things. When we beat ourselves up, you're just going to repeat it again in another nine years. Look at what's happened. If there's been stuff, we all make mistakes. We screw up, but we all do good things too, I hope. You know, I have high hopes for humanity. And I would say, forgive yourself for things that you think maybe you need to be forgiven for consciously sit in your meditation and see the person that maybe you can't have that conversation. Maybe they're deceased, or maybe you just don't want to talk to them, but picture them there and have a conversation and forgive them for what they've done. Ask for forgiveness for real or perceived things that you may have done and move on so we can clear that karma out and reap those good benefits for what we have. done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you sit down to do these charts with people, where do you even begin? Birthday and name. So when I do have an international, COVID took me international following, they register with me. I get their date of birth and their full name at birth, even if it just said baby boy on the birth certificate. And then I look at what I call an overlay. Most numerologists don't do anything with married names or changed names. If someone has a changed name, and they've had it half their life or longer, it definitely starts to me flip-flopping the influence of their birth chart. So sometimes I look at their change name, sometimes not. It kind of depends on how complicated their chart is. But I look at, I start with the day of birth. So for example, your day is a three. I would look at the three because it's this big overview. I call it like when you open your laptop and you see all those little icons on your laptop, what you don't see is the operating system that makes them talk and work together. That's your day of birth. It's this big overview constantly guiding you and directing you. And it's a lens in which you operate. For you, you're the marketer. You want to have fun. You don't want to be around people that are downers. You want to have a good time and you're joyful and you want joyful people around you. And that's a big influence for you. Okay. So, you know, that's a big influence. And then I look at the date of birth. I'm looking for the numbers behind the numbers. Is there a karmic debt? Is there something that happened in past lives that's got to be cleaned up in this lifetime? And how are you dealing with it? You know, I look at that. 
I look at the value of their vowels, which is called, some call it heart's desire, some call it soul number. It drives, it's kind of like the wind beneath your wings towards your destiny. It's kind of what drives your heart. Okay. I look at your consonants, which is your personality. How do people view you? How do they see you? And then I look at all those added together and there's the destiny number. Are you moving correctly towards your destiny? Are you living up to your destiny? Because we don't have to. We can have lots of master numbers in our name, but we can choose to just work our root number and not step into that higher power. So I look at where all those are. It's kind of, I look at connections. Who are you in a relationship with? Your personal year? Do you have kids? Let's look at their birthdays, you know? So I start going down the rabbit hole, depending on where spirit guides me with the readings. So. Oh my gosh. And I can imagine going through every single aspect of somebody's life with the numbers. It, it can be pretty overwhelming. I know sometimes I have some people that I read every month. I have people that quarterly, I have people that I read once a year and I do little booklets with their annual predictions, like a personal year and destiny cards that I pull in and with their chart. So it kind of, there's just various kinds of readings that I do and depends on the kind of questions they have. Wow. So how can people connect with you? Where are you found on online? Oh, wow. Well, you know, you know, the week I've had with it's been crazy. It's yeah. been crazy with my business page. So probably the best way is to, you know, if you find me on Facebook, well, I have some YouTube videos out there, Karen, the numerologist. My best way is if you find me as numbers by Karen on Facebook, and I have a booking site or my email is numbers by Karen 44 at gmail.com. Probably the best ways to connect with me or come and see me at one of the fairs, you know. For those who are in the Kansas City area, we have the big kahuna of metaphysical fairs coming up in March. This is KC Metaphysical, run by our mutual friends who have been doing this for years. And so the dates of the metaphysical fair, I believe, is March 15th through the 17th at Harris Casino Harris. in North Kansas City, right? Yeah. So that's a, you're a fixture at the fairs, Karen. <laughs> I try. I am slowing down. I will tell you, I'm slowing down this year because I am writing. I am working more on writing and doing a lot of stuff online. So I am slowing down on the fairs. I will tell you that, but I definitely will be at that one. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So a lot of ways to connect with you. And uh, I know that you've had some hacking issues. So hopefully yeah. we can get you recovered from that as soon as possible. We've talked about so much. Is there anything that you feel like we haven't talked about that you want our audience to know. Well, I would like to mention, I do have office hours at the Yoga Patch yes. in Kansas City. I share an office with another wonderful psychic healer, Jamie Zunick, but my office hours are Sunday through Wednesday and in us by appointment only, but it's down in the Waldo area in Kansas City. And if you want to meet with me in person, I also do some classes there. I'm working on, I probably February will be putting another numerology one-on-one class out and then working on my advanced, more advanced courses. Oh my God. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. And you stay busy with readings all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you... I try. <laughs> mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Karen. This has been informative. There's so much to know and <laughs> there's no way we could cover everything in just no. the last episode. 
Right. The main thing, you know, I want your audience to know is don't overcomplicate it. It's so easy. Just add and reduce. It's all about adding. Just add the numbers until you get to one number and then go, oh, what does that one number mean? And you can look it up online if nothing else. Just what does a three mean? What does a two mean? And it'll start giving you some answers. Oh, fun. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. <laughs>